Welcome to Hook, Line, and Splitter, a Jersey Shore Blue Claws podcast. Hook, Line, and Splitter is presented by NJR Home Services. And now, here's your host, Greg Giambarisi. Hook, Line, and Splitter, a Jersey Shore Blue Claws podcast presented by NJR Home Services, your local experts here to help you hit a home run with a heating and cooling service plan. Well, it's Bruce Claws season. At First Energy Park, July 31st, Bruce Springsteen Appreciation Night. The Blue Claws will become the Bruce Claws. So we're going to double up. we got a couple of things for you here on the pod today, kind of a special Bruce Claws uh, podcast. We're going to talk to Tom Cunningham. He's the host of Springsteen on Sunday on 107.1, The Boss. Uh, this goes live. This, po- this uh, podcast goes live on July 23rd. Sunday, July 25th, we'll be at Bar A in Lake Como, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. for... Uh, his show, Springsteen on Sunday, they'll tape it live there uh, that day. So you want to come out for that. We will be on the show, I think. Uh, that is the plan at 9.50. Uh, if you go to BlueClaws.com and then sla- uh, BlueClaws.com slash promotions and then click on Bruce Claus night, July 31st, you'll be you'll see a link there for, to bid on the Bruce Claus jerseys, which are currently up for bid. Proceeds will benefit Blue Claws charities on those. So uh, we'll get to Tom in just a quick second, the other thing that we want to mention is that if you uh, are or if you were listening to Springsteen on Sunday, last Sunday, then you heard Blue Claws manager Chris Adamson, who himself is a big Bruce Springsteen fan. He's seen him a few times in Australia, and Tank was a guest on Tom's show uh, last week. So we're going to play that for you at the end. We're going to talk to Tom first, and then we're going to play – uh, the interview with Chris uh, on with Tom last Sunday. So Bruce Claus stuff here today. We'll be back. Uh, we taped earlier today. Actually, we taped a really nice one with Tony Graham, uh, Blue Claws at 20 uh, episode on uh, that we had just recorded. So a lot going on. This is Hook, Line, and Splitter, a Jersey Shore Blue Claws podcast presented by NJR Home Services, your local experts here to help you hit a home run with a heating and cooling service plan. It's also Presented by Rich Green Lawns, the leading lawn fertilization company, the Jersey Shore. We provide lawn, non-turf, tick, mosquito, and tree shrub programs. Now's the time to think about core aerating and seeding. Call today, 732-370-5963. Bruce Claus Week and a special hook, line, and splitter. Here's our first guest, the one and only host of Springsteen on Sunday on 107.1 The Boss, Tom Cunningham. Our guest, of course, the great... Tom Cunningham, 1071, the boss, Springsteen on Sunday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Uh, every week. Tom, a great friend, great supporter of the Blue Claws, huge Phillies fan. Uh, great to see you. Welcome. How are you? All of the above. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This is great. Ab- absolutely. Anytime. So uh, how long have you been doing the show? I know we just had uh, 900 episodes or you said 900 episodes. Right. Uh, deep into year number 18 now. Uh, started in December of 2003. I got to think about it. God, <laughs> how did it? Uh, how did the show start? Um, I had pitched it a couple different times before it actually started. Actually, got rejected twice. Once by my former intern, and uh, I know I'm dead serious. And um, <laughs> you can't make that up. Oh, you can't. Uh, the first station I was on, uh, WCHR, got sold, 
and the new PD program director that came in brilliantly wanted to put on a Bruce Springsteen show on Sunday morning. Uh, my buddy Steve Trevelis was working there at the time, reached out to me, sent the guy my demo. I started the following Sunday. And you've been going for 18, 18 years. So yes, that's fa That's absolutely fantastic. So um, this Sunday, the 25th, you're going to be at Bar A. Tell us about that. I am. Um, one of the great things about being on 107 when the boss is I get to do my show once a month from Bar Anticipation, Bar A in Lake Como. It's, it's amazing. Uh, they're set up perfectly for this thing. Um, we're outside, you know, now that the weather's nice. Um, we'll be back inside, thank, <laughs> hopefully, um, you know, come colder weather. And um, it's a perfect setup. You know, it's a rock place. So they're used to, to having musicians and, and people who like music and loud music in there. And um, I couldn't ask for a better uh, partnership than uh, the great people at Bar A. This Sunday, Mark Ribbler, um, who's uh, just a super talented guy, just put his third album out on Friday. He's the musical director of Little Stephen and the Disciples of Soul. He is, he's the consigliere's consigliere. And uh, he's a hell of a guitarist and a hell of a good guy. So uh, come on out. Absolutely. I'll, I'll be there. I'm going to come out. We're going to bring the uh, Bruce Claus jersey that oh, will awesome. show, show that off, uh, that, that people will be, get to see um, in action on the, on the 31st here at the ballpark. So really uh, looking, forward awesome. to, cool. looking forward to that. So let's go back um, for you. What was your first exposure to uh, Springsteen's music in the first place going way back? Uh, when Greetings from Asbury Park came out, 1973, I was 16. Uh, I grew up in suburban Trenton. My radio station of choice was WMMR, and they literally were the first station to champion Bruce and his music. So I couldn't believe that there was someone from New Jersey. You know, in 1973, New Jersey was like the butt of jokes and Johnny Carson jokes and late night, you know, jokes and the smells and the, the this, the that. And, you know, we had a bad rap. Here was a guy who was not only from New Jersey, but he embraced it and yeah. put it out there. And so as much as I love the music, I love that persona. And of course, where did we go nonstop? Back and forth to the beach, back and forth to the shore. And that was part of his thing. So it just was a perfect storm of, of all that. One of the uh, cool parts, I think, about the Jersey, the unveiling of the Jersey Shore Blue Claws that we did in October was that we did it at Convention Hall in Asbury Park, uh, an iconic Jersey Shore uh, venue. And Asbury Park is so intertwined with the musical history of the Jersey shore. How did that kind of come to be, um, you know, in the, in the first place And Asbury park was one of the first, um, you know, historically one of the first you know, tourist destinations. They brought those carnivals down from Coney Island uh, as the Jersey shore kind of built up a you know, hundred years ago. There's a great movie called uh, riot redemption and rock and roll that a guy named Tom Jones did um, showed it twice actually. 
uh, during the Asbury Park Music and Film Festival, the first time without Bruce in it. Um, Bruce was in the audience that night. The first time they showed the thing, sitting there next to Stevie, Stevie Van Zandt. Now, of course, they had asked the guy a billion times to be in this thing. Sure. The whole time this movie's going on, he's asking Steve, why am I not in this? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's really, uh, they didn't want you in, that's why. <laughs> so, like, literally, like a day or two later, you know, Bruce sat down uh, with, with Tom Jones and uh, they, he did this great interview. And so the, the second cut of the movie, of course, has, has Bruce all over it. Um, that really gives you a great sense of both the, uh, the West Side music scene, where all the great Black musicians were and all the great soul acts came through. And then on, on the other side of the tracks, you know, you had your beach bands and you had the upstage club, which was, you know, late sixties where all these guys really got together. And that's where what we now know as the Jersey Shore music scene, you know, really took hold. I recommend that movie big time. Yeah, what, what's it called again? Uh, I mean, I'm saying it wrong, I'm sure. Redemption, Riot, Rock and Roll. Tom, <laughs> Google it's, it. Uh, <laughs> Riot Redemption, Riot Redemption, Rock and Roll. All right. I, there you look, go. For Pretty an old good. man, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that. Riot Redemption, Rock and Roll. I'm, we're going to check yeah. that out. And then I'll, I'll see you uh, Sunday, but I'll see you at the Bruce Claus game on the 31st, and I will have watched it by then, I promise. Yes. Cool. So... In the case of uh, in the case of Springsteen, obviously grew up in Freehold. His debut album came out, the well, the Green Smashbury Park album '73. Who were some of his influences from that late '60s, early '70s Asbury Park, Jersey Shore music scene? Well, I mean, you know, as as you learn the history and, and study, you know, what was going on there, um, the Shoshone brothers, um, those were the guys that like a, a, a half a generation, say, older than Bruce and, and those guys, uh, their band, The Motifs, that was, I mean, way before my time, thankfully. I'm happy to be younger than anybody. Um, you know, they were the guys that, that really kind of set the standard for, you know, Bruce's band, The Castiles, that would come along, uh, Stevie's band, The Shadows, and, and all, the, all those kind of bands. When uh, Greetings from Asbury Park came out, was it an instant hit? Or uh, I know he had a couple of albums, and then the first big one that got near the top of the charts was yeah. Born to Run in 75. Yeah, the first two were duds. I mean, they, they really didn't get any airplay. There were no successful singles. They didn't sell a whole lot. And, you know, legend has it that, you know, Bruce was in trouble at Columbia unless he delivered, you know, a third album that was going to be some brilliant third album. Oops, here's Born to Run. And, and he did. <laughs> um, it was an idea. It's a lot different now. He released Letter to You last fall and you wake up one morning and there, you know, there's one song on Spotify. You wake up the next morning and there's 11 more songs on Spotify. Back then, it's a lot different. It's all about getting those songs on as many radio stations as you can right across the country. 
Well, it, it's it's a completely changed world. Uh, there's no comparing the way that music is delivered, consumed. It's just it it's apples and oranges at this point, um, and that's you know that's just the way it is. It has to be. Yeah. Is it created? Is it built? When they lay them out and build the songs out, is it? Or they do they do that with that it with that in the back of their head, that you know no. you got to get the airplay. You just you make the best song you can and go from there. Yeah, artists are artists. I mean, um, they're more interested. Great artists like Bruce are certainly more interested in artist integrity, uh, quality of the, the sound, you know, the production, what what's going on, sonically, musically, performance. Um, letter to you, a great example of that, really. Well, we'll get there as, as we go. The, um, the, the Bruce Claus jerseys this year that uh, the team will be wearing modeled after the album cover for The River, which was 1980. These were designed last year for, for 2020, which was the 40th anniversary. Mm. And obviously that, uh, you know, we never played the game that year. There were no games last summer, but it made perfect sense just to keep the jersey it's a great look looks awesome um you know how had he evolved from born to run into uh the river which came out uh five years later right well of course in between was a pretty nasty lawsuit uh with his former manager and and him to get out of this just heinous contract that bruce had signed um then was Darkness on the Edge of Town, which was an amazingly brilliant album. Uh, again, really didn't produce any top, you know, 10 radio songs. Uh, got a lot of play on rock radio, of course. And then came The River with Bruce's first uh, hits, hit song, uh, Hungry Heart, you know, top five song. Um, it, it, Bruce's first number one album. Um, and it just um, it just was a game changer needless to say I think everything that had happened before the river led to you know the sounds in that record the tour that followed it um, I think uh, having Steve Van Zandt as part of the production team at that point uh, certainly made a difference with uh, his sensibilities in, in the studio and all a perfect storm of awesome they had uh he did those he still does them i think right those xm shows the from my home to yours yeah and he did one last summer i think it was around the fourth of july with stevie van zandt and Southside johnny yeah and one of the things they talked about was the influence that they had um from like the horns and you could kind of hear that in those albums leading in and, and especially uh and especially in the in that album and in, in select songs. Well, yeah, I remember at, at at that point the Jukes by eighty the Jukes had three amazing albums out uh, produced by Stephen. Um, Bruce took them on tour, you know, the Horns in seventy six and seventy seven on those uh, one off tours that they played. They they had the Miami Horns on both of those tours, so. You know, his the Bruce Springsteen band had horns in it. Dr. Zoom and the Sonic Boom had had horns going on. So, you know, Clarence Clemens was essential to the sound of E Street. So, 
the horns have always been there and, and Stephen really, you know, with Southside nailed that, nailed that sound down on those first three Jukes albums. So this is now the early eighties, the river comes out and I've heard you talk about that album in particular. And I've heard you talk about those shows, um, especially the, in those, the summer of what, 80, 81, 81, right at, at the, where he played at the, at Giant Stadium or the up at the Meadowlands, right, for like a week in a row in July. That was, well, or, they, opened the, they opened the Meadowlands in, in July of 81 and then played and then played a series of shows not long after that at the Spectrum. And I, you know, for me, that the golden era is 78 to 81. To me, that is just, um, it, it can never, you know, it's just untouchable. Yeah. What what are you doing? Are you are you going as fans? Are you are you in the industry at that point? Eighty one, yeah. Um, Eighty. I started working at WPST in seventy nine, so I was on the radio in New Jersey when the river came out. I had uh, been working in Dayton. I went to a school, University of Dayton, and got a job at Big Rock Station, rocking the Gem City. And then uh, got to come home and, and play records in my hometown. And you obviously had been exposed to Springsteen growing up eight years earlier when you had heard him for the first time. So what was what, what kind of thrill was that like for you when this transformative album comes out and you're, you know, you're on the air on a rock station uh, getting to play it? You know, not a lot of people can say that. Well, I got to play Born to Run when it came out on my college station. Hey, so, yeah. Um, to me, that always blows my mind. One of the great things um, that I always keep with me is that when we got back to school in uh, what, what it was, late August, 75 or whatever, early September, um, right after I guess Born to Run had only been out like a week, if, if that, <clears throat> that was the song, you know, there would always be an album you would hear coming out of every dorm room, uh, every student housing room. And when I got back to school that year, it was born to run. So I was like, ah, oh, the people have discovered the truth. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so how many shows have you seen him perform over the many years? I guess a lot's not a sufficient answer in this case. Well, you've told me what over well over a, hundred, a couple hundred. Well, yeah. If if you factor in all the club appearances that I've been lucky enough right. to see, like the light of day performances, the little one-off charity things, it's close to it's close to three hundred. Yeah. And I know you've uh, you've always said that the spectrum has been near and dear to your heart as your favorite venue to see him among the you know arena stadium you yeah. know the less in among the less intimate place um why the why the spectrum and, and what are your favorite memories of seeing him there well the spectrum is just the spectrum um it was small it was that was that was not a big building seventeen thousand. The, the flyers, the attendance for the flyers was 17,007. 
And the joke was that there were 17,007 hockey fans in Philadelphia and South Jersey who would go watch the Flyers. Um, it was just a perfect building. And to me, that was always, um, the, I saw my first ever arena concert there. It was Mata Hoople. It was the first, you know, arena show that I ever went to. And, you know, it was, that was my, that was my place. Um, you know, now, you know, in the past, whatever, X number of years, I've come to revere Madison Square Garden like that. Um, it is the greatest show on earth, you know, what do they call it, America's Showplace or, or whatever. And it is that. World's most famous arena. Right. It's yeah. the greatest building in the world's greatest city. So, and if you can't appreciate that, you know, and I've seen some just amazing shows in that building. And same at, at, at the Meadowlands Arena. Um, saw some just sickly incredible shows in there. So, but yeah, the spectrum, I mean, that you know, and the greatest show that I've, I've ever seen, unfortunately, was the night after John Lennon was murdered. Uh, Bruce and the band were on stage the night Lennon was assassinated and came and played the next night, which was way up in the air, whether whether or not you know they would do it and and they did and to me nothing will ever top what happened that night in the spectrum um thank god because I, I i i talk about that show in such reverent terms and it still is very emotional there was a guy from rolling stone there that night who was writing a, a, an article on Bruce. of course you didn't know it at the time because there's no instantaneous internet in 1980. Um, lo and behold, in February of 81, Bruce is on the cover of Rolling Stone and the guy recounts that show at the Spectrum. And I read that thing and I said, all right, I, I, I wasn't out of my mind. I was out of my mind, but I wasn't out of my mind. So yeah, that, that will always be, but uh, nothing will ever top that. Did you ever think turn turn of the century? You get I mean, we're up to I think ten, right? Nine or ten albums since from the rising on to present in the last 18, 19 years. That's pretty you know, it's a pretty incredible number. And and they're all great. They all hold up really well. Yeah. They all go near the at or near the top of the charts. Yeah. Um I'm not surprised. Uh, the guy says he's a magician. He's got plenty of magic tricks and turns out he's correct. <laughs> uh, what did you like most about the most recent one, Letter to You, which came out in October? Well, I love the fact that um, when I found out that they had done it, when they had spent a week together, you know, in his place and, and recorded this album live in the studio, I mean, right, right, right then I loved it. I didn't hear a note from it. I loved yeah. it. And um, so that, of course, uh, you know, a lot of the, like the, the Rising album, Magic album, there were email files back and forth with guitar solos. And, you know, I mean, that's just the way that some of these, these songs get put together now. Is that true? Wow, that's wild. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? This technology. I guess, I guess yeah. These kids and their technology. Um, 
but to know that they were all in the studio together playing those songs at the same time. I mean, I, I loved it before I heard a note of it. And you loved and, it after you heard all the notes. <laughs> pardon? And you loved it after you heard all the notes. Amen. And I mean, look at Western Stars. To me, yeah. I mean, I, I love that album. Uh, Ron and the Yellow, producer. And uh, what a brilliant record. Uh, sonically, it's, 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 the themes are adult. Uh, they're mature. They're, the songs are just tremendous. The orchestration, it's so well put together. And when I, you know, when I play that, I play it on vinyl exclusively just because it just sounds so so spectacular one of the things that i think with springsteen that you you know some of these newer albums are different somewhat different style of music than what you know the traditional um you know springsteen album from the 70s and and the early 80s and that he's able to produce uh you know these albums at such a high level and all these different I want to call them different genres, but different, different styles. Uh, it's pretty incredible. Well, that just speaks to his artistry. Um, singer, songwriter, band leader, uh, producer, arranger. Um, you know, you take uh, Tom Joad, you take Devils and Dust, you take the Seeger session stuff. Um, you know, the more traditional rock stuff, uh, Wrecking Ball has loops and all kinds of, of, you know, 21st century stuff going on. So, yeah, I, I love that he doesn't let himself get boxed in, you know, as, you know, you're this, you're this, you're this. Well, I'm this, but I'm also this, this, and this. Yeah. So you have at your disposal every Sunday, two hours, minus whatever uh, commercials you have. And you have, you know, an unlimited, essentially, amount of songs, versions, performances, etc. You've done this uh, over 900 times now. How do you set up one show each week knowing, you know, it's obviously a massive amount of content that you have at your uh, disposal, but you try to tell a story with each individual show? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> 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 just happens um you know if there's like if somebody's birthday is that week or that day you know okay you know it's nils's birthday it's max's birthday it's gary's birthday so some extra gary songs if there's a new archive release which there damn well better be this week um you know you focus on the archive release if it's the anniversary of x y or z show you know you focus on that you know 30 years since the rising came out you know place july. well that's i don't know if that's this week or next week well it's july 30th i don't know if you're yeah. going to celebrate i guess yeah. next week right august 2nd yep. yeah so i i keep myself amused putting that you know and then there are the archive series has been a, an amazing gift and an amazing blessing to fans um so i, I make good use of those and there are there are days where I go in there with like sixteen hours worth of music. <laughs> now what genius? But it all comes together. What do you think is uh, is next here for the for the band? I know he said they'd like to get back out on tour. 
Well, 2022. I mean, they're, yeah, they're going. Yeah, they're going. So we'll see that. Um, it just announced today that there's going to be this really cool package for the no nukes shows um, from 1979 at Madison Square Garden. So he had uh, he had said early early in the year that he was going to have a big surprise uh, for the fall. Other than him being in this room, I guess the no nukes thing is a big surprise. So that's cool. Um, he can show, show up at the Blue Claws game next Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's make sure he's not on Broadway that night. Yeah, I, check, I, I don't know. And then, well, and then I don't know when his, his, well, his daughter's competing in the Olympics. I, I have no idea. In the question, I don't know when the, uh, when her actual um, competition is, but. Well, there he's off. He there's a break. And he can't go. Yeah. Pardon? And he can't go to the Olympics because of the restrictions. Yeah. So, um, you have any? So, 2025 would be the 50th anniversary of of uh, of Born to Run. That could be. In, he did obviously <laughs> he did the tours for the river, but can you imagine uh, in 2025 out of this world? All right. So. That's what a 77 year old Bruce Springsteen, uh, 76 year old Bruce, five yeah. somewhere in there. <laughs> Look, the guy's obviously in, in amazing shape and in great health. Um, you hope and pray that uh, everybody, including us, uh, stays in that kind of great shape and health to uh, find out what's going to happen there in 2020. 2025 uh most unique venue where you've seen him perform apart from say a local venue unique in terms of I don't know, different transcendent well memorable oh man um all of them um yeah i mean the one i Where's hated the one I hated the most was the Carrier Dome in Syracuse. Acoustics, um, bad acoustics. Yeah, completely <laughs> bad acoustics. Um, uh, where's the farthest you've gone? Well, I guess Los Angeles would would fit that would fit that bill. Um, you know, uh, uh, Coliseum, uh, the, uh, or the uh, sports arena. Yeah, and when I we I, you know, I lived I lived out there when I was working at Reprise Records. I lived in LA for uh, 364 days. And uh, with the Devils and Dust tour um, basically started out there. So I got to see him at the Wiltern Theater there and with a star-studded uh, cavalcade of Hollywood's finest. So, I mean, that was cool. Were you doing, you were doing the show from out there? No, this was 95. Oh, 95. for uh, Reprise Records at the time. Yeah. So that was yeah. The show started in oh, oh, would say oh two oh two oh three oh three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna let you play. I know you're a big uh, Philly fan. What do you want to see from them at the deadline here coming up? Any requests? Well, <laughs> well, how 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 much does my language have to be edited as um uh, as this we is coming edit. out? So. Um, somebody please help the bullpen, pretty please. <laughs> somebody please get another quality starting pitcher. 
They really make you sweat these games out. Yeah, it's just it's. I'm editing my. I'm editing every word. Yeah, I know. I can imagine. Yeah, we've spoken um, off the air about that. <laughs> yeah, and the bullpen. I mean, it's just it, it's just tough to it's tough to watch. Well, uh, Tom, I appreciate a few minutes. Thank you so much. The show is Springsteen on Sunday. 107 won the boss uh, every Sunday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. This Sunday, the 25th at Bar Anticipation in... And you're coming. In Lake Como, I'll be there. I'm looking forward to it. And then, uh, go ahead. The Bruce Claus night. Bruce Claus night on July 31st. You'll be there for that. So if you go to to Bar A, we're going to give out some tickets. We're going to give out some uh, ceremonial first pitches for Bruce Claus night on... Uh, July 31st. So it should be a lot of fun and uh, and we'll see you out there. Can I quickly say thank you to you um, for letting me be a little part of uh, the action down there at First Energy Park over the years? Oh, anytime. You're the best. Um, we love having you out. I've, I've been the uh, announcer in the booth guy a couple times, which, which was very cool. But the thing that I will always love and thank you for will have to be of course doing a couple innings on the air with you as the uh as your color guy well, we're gonna do it again um next week we're gonna do it again uh, next week in the third inning or whatever so. that to me is that's the highlight of of the summer was there a uh was there a time when you wanted to get into and you're, you're always a big sportsman was there a time when you when uh calling games no. was something that you had considered or you always wanted to be a music guy yeah, I, I, I was there. Yeah, I'm going to play loud, loud records. Okay, there. You, all right, fair enough. So, and the other thing is, I got to say, I don't know where he is now, but the first time I've thrown out the first pitch three times. Uh, the first time, a guy named Tuffy Grosswich, Grosswich, Grosswich was the catcher, and I mean, I practiced. I, I, my son, I like, I wore his, I wore his hand out. Practice and practice and practice, and this this is on YouTube. You could find this if you really wanted to on YouTube. All right. And I I threw this great pitch. I threw this strike. Tuffy catches it and he goes like he calls it a strike. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? That's it. That's as good as it gets. So uh, from the bottom of my heart, man, thanks for uh, thanks for having me be a little bit of part of the uh, the magic down there. Anytime, Tom, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun and we will, uh, I'll see you on Sunday and then we'll see everybody hopefully Sunday, but if not Sunday, then on uh, Saturday, the 31st at Bruce Claus night at the ballpark. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Greg. That was Tom Cunningham. 107 won the boss Springsteen on Sunday, Sunday mornings, 9am until 11am. We'll be there this Sunday, July 25th at bar a in Lake Como tickets for Bruce Claus night at blueclons.com slash promotions. Asbury Fever will play live in the sandbar from 6.15 until about uh, 9 o'clock. And then we'll have the Bruce Claus jerseys and other special promotions on hand uh, that night as well. So a lot going on. Bruce Claus night, that's Sunday, uh, Saturday, sorry, Saturday, July 31st, but Springsteen on Sunday with Tom Cunningham. Sunday morning on 107.1 The Boss, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. We... Here at Hook, Line, and Splitter, presented by NJR Home Services, your local experts here to help you hit a home run with a heating and cooling service plan. And Rich Green Lawns, the leading fertilization company at the Jersey Shore, 
We provide lawn, non-turf, tick, mosquito, and tree and shrub programs. Now's the time to think about core aerating and seeding. Call today at 732-370-5963. That's 732-370-5963. Last week, uh, Blue Claws manager Chris Adamson was on with Tom on 107.1 The Boss. So we're going to play that one for you next. Here is from last Sunday, Blue Claws manager Chris Adamson and Tom Cunningham, 107.1 The Boss. Boss, good morning. I'm Tom Cunningham. This is Springsteen on Sunday. Really thrilled this morning to have Chris Adamson checking in. He is the manager of the Jersey Shore Blue Claws. Chris, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So you're from Australia. I am. You're a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. (laughs) That is also true. And you end up here at the Jersey Shore. I mean, you can't make that up. It's pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah. I kind of pinch myself every day. Yeah, the fact that I'm here is it's a pretty unique one, but uh, enjoying every minute of it. Now, you got to know that I am a lifelong diehard Philadelphia Phillies fan. So so that's a fact. And uh, I, oh, have, awesome. I have seen many, many, many great uh, Phillies players play at uh, First Energy Park there in Lakewood. So uh, how's, how's your – this is your first year. How is the season – how's it going for you? Oh, it's been great. You know, it's, um, it's just really good to be back on the field, obviously. Last year so much got taken away from all of us. Uh, so just the fact that we get to be out in the field on a daily basis and, and doing what we love is really, really cool and – you know, the fact that I get to put on a uniform every day and, and go out there and try and help the kids on their journey is just a, it's a really fun part of the experience. So, yeah, I'm loving every minute of it. I hate to, I hate to ask this, but I'm, I'm going <laughs> to. Do you see people playing on your team now who will be major leaguers? Um, I would say so. You know, we've, we've had a lot of guys already this year that have moved up um, to double A, you know, so... That's all part of it, and a lot of those guys have a chance to play for quite a long time. So, you know, even just seeing them and how they go about it, like when they're on the younger end of things, and it's just it's just really cool to be part of, you know. But I would say that, yeah, there's going to be a couple of guys that have played on the team already this year, and um, there could be a couple more yet that are still, you know, definitely on the brink of playing in the big league. So, yeah, that's it's fun to be part of that journey. From the shore to the show, as the saying goes, and, and I love that because... Uh, I've, I've, as I say, I've, I've seen <laughs> seen some great players come through there. Um, Bruce Springsteen has toured Australia, and I think a lot of folks, a lot of, of Springsteen fans, uh, really got plugged into these shows that happened, like in Adelaide, and and which is where you live now. Um, how many times have you seen Bruce in in your home country? So I've seen him three times. Um, the first time I actually travelled, so I went back to Sydney, my original hometown, um, saw him there, and then yeah, subsequently he's been back to Adelaide twice since then. So that was really cool to you know see him in my own backyard, and you know he didn't come over for dinner or anything like that, which would have been cool. But um, no, it was really cool to see him there, and it was an amazing experience, that's for sure. The uh, there's an on on the record actual one sighting of of Bruce taking in a, a Blue Claws game. Uh, at First Energy, so uh, hopefully uh, he'll get wind of your fandom and, and, and show up down there. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be pretty special. But I have heard about the one time, and that lives in infamy right now, so hopefully we can get him out there again. 
One of the things that we love every summer is the Springsteen Appreciation Night. Uh, your team wears the special Bruce Claus jerseys. This year, the jersey is patterned on the shirt that Bruce wore on the cover of the River album, which is your favorite album. So you're going to get this really cool Bruce River Bruce Claus jersey. Oh, it's yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. well, I must admit that was the one when I was looking on the promo schedule. I was making sure that that, that made the cut, and, and the fact that it was there, I'm pretty excited. You know, sometimes the universe just gives you gifts, and I feel like that's one of them. Excellent. Well, uh, a lot of Bruce fans uh, come out to the game every year uh, on the on the Bruce Claus night. Uh, the, the shirts up on the website actually posted the link, so uh, check it out, Chris. I I hope I get to, to say hi to you on the thirty uh, first. Um, and uh, good luck, continued success here as, as the season unfolds. Uh, your favorite song is "The River." Why Why does this song resonate with you so much? Um, I mean, I've, I've always been a bit of a sucker for a narrative. So someone that, you know, has, you know, the ability to tell a story through song is really, really cool. And I think, you know, the river in itself tells a pretty cool, pretty cool story. And I think that a lot of people can relate to, you know, so I think that's what he does amazingly, you know, over a number of his songs where he can, you know, tell a story and get people really empathizing with, with the people in it. So for me, that it just really hit home. You know, when I first heard it when I was a lot younger and yeah, it stuck with me ever since. So yeah, it's just, it's really cool how we can do that. Excellent. Chris Adamson is the uh, manager of the Jersey Shore Blue Claws Springsteen Appreciation Night on Saturday, July 31st. Special Bruce Claws jerseys, all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, next week, I'm going to have a lot of cool stuff to give away and uh, Chris, thank you for your time this morning. What do you say we play a version from Adelaide? We have to, we have to do that this morning. So, uh, thank you, Chris, and I look forward to seeing you out there on the field. So that was Blue Claws manager Chris Adamson with Tom Cunningham last Sunday on 107.1 The Boss. Once again, Bruce Claws Night is on Saturday, the 31st, here at First Energy Park. Gates open at six. Asbury Fever will play a Springsteen set live in the Sandbar beginning at 6.15. If you go to BlueClaws.com, you can, you'll see the link to bid on the special Bruce Claus jerseys that are modeled after the River album cover from 1980. We were going to, as I said with Tom, we were going to have these in 2020 for the 40th anniversary, but it made sense, obviously, to keep them, uh, even though there was no 2020 season. Keep them around for this year as they are just, uh, just fantastic jerseys. So uh, you can bid on those. Proceeds will benefit Blue Claws charities. Blue Claws are home beginning Tuesday. Brooklyn in town, the Mets affiliate, for six games Tuesday through Sunday the 1st, and then August 3rd through 8th, it will be the Aberdeen Ironbirds Orioles affiliate, their loan visit to the park this summer. Tickets at blueclaws.com slash promotions, and we'll hope to see you at the ballpark. Should be a fun couple of weeks. Uh, next podcast will hit probably Monday, maybe Tuesday, probably Monday. We did an hour and a half with Tony Graham. Fantastic. Uh, you'll really get a kick out of that. We 20 years of, uh, of Blue Claws history in that one. So this is Hook, Line, and Splitter, a Jersey Shore Blue Claws podcast presented by NJR Home Services, your local experts here to help you hit a home run with a heating and cooling service plan. I'm Greg Jambarisi. Have a wonderful evening, everybody. See you at Bar A Sunday morning or at Bruce Claws night, July 31st here at First Energy Park. Have a great Jersey Shore weekend. We'll see you soon. This has been Hook, Line, and Splitter, a Jersey Shore Blue Claws podcast.